to another episode of Ready Teacher One. I'm Adam Mangana. And I'm Ryan McLaughlin. And with us today is Melissa Aldrin, the head of global education programs for Unity Technologies. Melissa, it is so exciting to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really honored. Oh, it's our honor to have you on. Melissa, will you just begin by telling our audience a little bit about your work at Unity and maybe even a little bit about Unity itself? Uh, Adam and I are huge fans, but for those who maybe aren't familiar with Unity yet, can you just kind of describe it for us? Yeah, absolutely. So glad to hear you're Unity fans. Um, Unity is the world's leading platform for creating and operating interactive real-time 3D content. So uh, what does that mean to somebody who's new to all of this? Um, Unity, you can think of Unity as the physics engine behind a lot of the digital interactive content that you know and love in games, in augmented reality, virtual reality, simulations, ed tech. It is the, the stuff underneath all of that digital um, activity that makes it come to life. Um, and my role at Unity is focused on our education program. So I work with schools and educators to help them find the resources and piece together the, the programs and opportunities to get their students ready to be the creators of this exciting new space using Unity. Um, and diving into all of these new opportunities that we have to create augmented and virtual reality. So, so this is an incredible role and a super important role. Um, you know, we, we could uh, do some internet sleuthing and go on YouTube or we could, but is there an official cookbook that students can access if there's a very motivated student that says, hey, I want to teach myself Unity? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is a cookbook for the motivated student. There's a cookbook for the motivated educator. We've got it all. Um, oh. For the, the student and the educator, both can find tons of resources on Unity Learn. So that's uh, unitylearn.com. And you'll find hundreds of tutorials, many really great courses. Uh, to learn Unity. You don't have to know anything about Unity to find a place for you on Unity Learn. Um, there are courses for the classroom that are designed specifically for educators who haven't had the time to create their own content, their own curriculum, and want to make sure that they're using a curriculum that's industry aligned. It's all there. It's entirely free. Wow. Um, we have wonderful pathways that get students and educators job ready to create um, in Unity for careers. So tons and tons of opportunities to learn. Ryan, I, Ryan I, think, uh, I think we're retiring from Ready Teacher One tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we're throwing uh, in Melissa. <laughs> you might be right, Adam. Please you do. might be right. Um, <laughs> As, as educators, uh, I know I speak for Adam too when I say that that's tremendously exciting because one of the, the mantras you hear over and over again in education circles is less consumption, more creation, right? We want yeah. students to be making things. We want students to be building things and designing things and not just sitting for hour long stretches or sometimes longer listening to a teacher talk, right? So yeah. what, what exciting, important work. Melissa, how did you personally get involved in something like that? 
Oh, geez. Uh, well, I've spent my whole career working with schools and educators, and I'm really motivated to support students to find their way to prosperous careers. Um, I started my career working with an education nonprofit called College Summit in Washington, D.C., spent a long time there in supporting um, schools and educators to get their students, underrepresented, um, low-income students ready for college. And our mission was to increase college enrollment and found myself, you know, just really enjoying the, the challenge and the work in, in working with schools to provide their students opportunities. And just over the career, my career, I found myself in a few different opportunities where that has been the focus is how do we help students find their way to meaningful, prosperous careers? And found myself um, faced with this uh, opportunity at Unity to help students, help schools and educators prepare their students for prosperous careers in the new economy and in what people are calling the fourth industrial revolution. Right. And I jumped at it. It's, it's great. I've been at Unity for close to three years now and loving every minute of it. That's tremendous. So I have this crazy idea that uh, that the internet will move into three dimensions, and we're going to have to have a workforce full of talented level designers and three-dimensional artists. If you were coaching up a young person today, and you know, we we know that soft skills are important. We know communication is important, but but this person wants to know what are the hard skills I need to know. You know, you talked about the physics engine. How yeah. would you advise a young person who says, you know, I want skills that I can trade for a prosperous career? Yeah, I would say take your your coding class, take your computer science class. It's it is really important. You know, you might learn a language in school that you would need to change and learn a different language once you're in career, but you're you're learning those foundational. Um, pieces and I would I would stay close to all of your steam classes take the math take the engineering make sure to take art because this this new economy the fourth industrial revolution where you want to make this kind of content um, is really a blend of creativity and technology um, so I would I would say, you know, don't shy away from the tech, but make sure that you're staying balanced because again, we don't see technologists sitting in isolation, creating these things. They're working with other people and they're working across disciplines. Um, and there's room for, there's room for the technologists, of course, and room for the, the creative, room for the generalist, room for everybody. Um, but, but stay focused on the technology pieces as well as the arts and creativity. Tremendous advice. So Melissa, um, Adam and I were grad school roommates and he's actually the person that convinced me while we were still in grad school together that virtual reality and augmented reality and other forms of extended reality are gonna have a tremendous impact on education. Um, and, and he did that by putting me in an Oculus Rift headset. You know, when I first heard him say this in class, I was like, yeah, okay, that sounds cool. I'm a big sci-fi fan, you know, would love if that's true. I'm just not sure that's like in the immediate future. Then he put me in an Oculus Rift headset and, you know, probably in an application developed in Unity. And my world was completely changed in that moment. 
But as we talk to other teachers around the country, as we talk to other principals around the country and folks that love education and are generally forward thinking, we, we still, we get this impression that so few teachers or so few principals know that this is coming, um, know that uh, extended reality in all its forms is, is about to revolutionize education. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, as you do your work in schools, when you encounter educators that are either completely uninformed about all of this or, or maybe even resistant to these ideas, um, what do you say to those folks to, to get them on board the train? Yeah, well, I think at the, at the end of the day, teachers are in their careers because they care and they love, they care about their students and they love their students and they wanna see their students succeed. And we share that same goal. Uh, we want to see students succeed, find their ways to prosperous, meaningful careers where they are the creators, not just the consumers of important solutions. And I think we can meet there. You know, one way to help your students get to their goals and achieve, a, you know, prosperous, meaningful lives is to support them um, in exploring ways to get there. And one of those ways is to give them the access to technology and learning that they would need to, to find their footing in these exciting new careers where AR, VR, real-time 3D technology is at the core. And, you know, then I think from there, when we agree that, yeah, we're on board with the same message, we're, we're both, we're, we're all in this for the students we have to make it actionable for the teachers who are generally very time poor um, and just have not, just don't have the time to one, advocate for time to get um, themselves ready to teach these new domains. And two, you know, they can't put together a new curriculum in, you know, a few weeks, it, it takes quite a long time to digest right. a new technology, learn a new technology, put together a curriculum, put together a course, and make all of that happen internally with your administration. Um, so we understand that we've spent a lot of time with teachers and we really know where they're coming from. And we've created what we think is, uh, what we've heard is a big help for teachers. We've created a curriculum called Create with Code that helps um, teachers bring unity into the classroom and teach coding skills, C-sharp for unity development. Um, we created a, a VR course that just launched, launched a few weeks ago that makes uh, bringing VR education into the classroom a lot easier for the teachers. These curriculums include all of the projects, all the assignments, the assets, the lesson plans, their standards aligned, they're aligned to our industry certification. So when students complete these courses with their teachers, they're ready to take a certification exam and show that they meet the standard for creating in Unity for certain purposes. So we've put it all together, just knowing that there are there are big barriers, and if we can help teachers overcome some of those barriers, then maybe they'll be a little more willing to um, open up and, and try teaching the new technology. That's tremendous. Are these certificate exams that the students are sitting for, are these the same that a professional would be sitting for? Yeah, well, there's, there's a range. So we have 
um, a starter, an entry level certification, our Unity user level certification, which is for the artist, the programmer, and the VR developer. And that's designed specifically for the high school learner or beginner learner. And those are what our free courses align to. Professionals can take that too. And then the next step from there is our professional level certification where we see a lot of post-secondary students taking that um, as well as burgeoning professionals. So, you know, your, your early professionals. And then once you're beyond that uh, associate level, you can move into our expert level. Um, so we have three, three different tracks for those certifications to show, you know, you have a growing skill set and you meet um, the standard at different levels for Unity development. That's and tremendous. all of that can be accessed at unitylearn.com? Yeah, you, you can find that. Um, I believe we have a page specifically for our certifications, but if you go to um, unity.com slash learn, uh, there's a section for educators and you'll be able to connect to our certifications to the the courses that align to those certifications to be able to connect to our unity license, which is free for education. Um, can be batch installed across lab computers at your school. We also have uh, a unity student license and a unity educator license which just launched a couple of weeks ago we're really excited about it um, that is for the individual student and the individual educator all free all free all free Incredible. we want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to learn how to express themselves and learn how to create in this really exciting way wow let me ask you this, you know, many folks have been inspired, uh, you know, during the pandemic watching Ready Player One, of course, our podcast is Ready Teacher One. Um, if you were advising a young social entrepreneur who wanted to start a school, an online school using, you know, Unity's platform in a completely immersive oasis, how would you begin to advise you were cutting out a little bit there there's a a new entrepreneur social entrepreneur who wants to create a virtual an school an yeah an online school using unity and yeah and so a completely virtual reality school with headsets how would you advise uh somebody who wanted to teach school and have school in vr using you and, and they're just starting out with this idea, like how would they explore it? Exactly, and, and, and they pitched it as an alternative to Zoom. They said, you know, forget Zoom, we need to be completely immersive. We need yeah. to be together as avatars. Unity is the platform I wanna build it in. Yeah, I would say take a look at a few things that are already out there in the world that are kind of doing this. Um, you know, I would study up on some of the, the older platforms that get people connecting in the in the webs in the um, in these digital spaces but there are there are some platforms that already exist that are bringing folks together in a more interactive way and they're VR enabled um, I would also say what are some of your favorites well I, I like uh, have you heard of Mirabella 
it's, it's built on unity mm -hmm. and we've got some schools that are using rubella to um actually bring students together in in these virtual spaces they have a real estate companies that are operating entirely in this space they don't have brick and mortar buildings um so that's the one that i am most familiar with we've played around with that led a few sessions ourselves in this space uh there are others as well but i think there's a lot of room to grow and what i what i would but I think students and educators, general consumers are, are demanding is just a more high fidelity experience and highly personalized and interactive. So it would be really about zeroing in on those finer points to this environment. You could make a space that people can walk through. It could be a simulation, but it's really about the richness of that experience. So I'd make sure that person understands how to bring in the artists and those um, important people who will focus on the the visual realism to make you feel like you're actually there with somebody else tremendous tremendous feedback absolutely incredible i hope we see that i mean there there are a lot of schools that are looking at creating these spaces themselves um there are a lot of com there aren't a lot of companies and it, it's a big undertaking to build sure. say a digital twin or build a space that can have um you know a, a school type setting in vr melissa for the schools that are teaching their students unity already um, using some of your programs what are the hallmarks of a successful school program like if a school wanted to start up a, a new unity class or new after school program using unity what are some of the things that you see as being the hallmarks of a successful program yeah i think um i think if those programs are anchored in uh objectives that are meaningful I really like to see when schools are using the Unity certifications in their career technical education pathways because not only do students learn these skills, but they're also achieving a certification that shows that they could go and get a job eventually with this skill set. And those certifications then offer educators the, the objectives that they should weave throughout their curriculum. It kind of gives the educators their scope and sequence, so to speak. Um, so I like to see that. I think it creates a nice structure and a nice uh, journey for the students if those objectives are, are peppered throughout the curriculum. And I think um, additionally, a lot of educators teach Unity for Gaming, which is great. It's a wonderful way to engage students in um, technology learning, but it's also really important to let students branch out from beyond gaming. Um, you can integrate students of all backgrounds and all interests if you let them branch out. So I like to see when a school you might start out teaching students real-time interactive technology like Unity with gaming, but then they move into animation or AR, VR development or solutions development around social causes. Do you um, 
for, for some of the folks that maybe have heard of Unity as a platform upon which really successful video games have been built, do you get uh, folks expressing concern like, oh, you're just trying to teach our children how to build video games or, uh, oh, video games, they don't need to spend any more time than they already do on video game related material. Do you get that kind of pushback? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, I would say not so much from teachers. I think uh, the teachers that come to us are, are ready. Um, I would say maybe it's from the parents who might think that, oh, why, why would I let my child take a gaming class? Like they're right. online all the time anyway. The reality is like, it's really important to learn these transferable tech skills. It's, yeah. it's a way to see your programming, your coding come to life immediately. Uh, it's just a wonderful way to teach computer science as well as all these important 21st century skills of, you know, creativity, collaboration, critical thinking, um, technology literacy, flexibility, all of these important skills that we know are going to transfer to other subject areas and to careers you can learn through a gaming course. It's tremendous. For the pragmatist who's, who's, uh, you know, listening to this episode and curious about the prosperous jobs that you mentioned earlier, where are the jobs? What do they look like? You mentioned a little bit about three-dimensional artists, level designer. Where can folks with the certification um, get into the game professionally? Yeah, well, there, there are a lot of game studios out there. And those jobs, you know, I'll be honest, a gaming, getting a gaming job is not not that easy. You got to be pretty on your game, so to speak, in order to get those jobs. But what we're seeing is like the demand for um, these engineering roles for AR and VR engineering are growing 1400% year to year. Um, game engineering roles are growing in demand about 150%. So these are, these are roles that Unity technology is the core of those roles. The demand for real-time 3D skills in general has grown uh, 600% faster than the overall market. So it's, it's just a big space for opportunity. And we're seeing, you know, it's not just gaming studios. You've got Disney, Pixar, animation sure. studios hiring for these developers. You've got independent ed tech companies that are developing new ways to engage students and new ways to teach using this interactivity. You've got medical companies that are creating um, simulations for training their, their doctors and their nurses. You've got automotive companies using this technology, demanding people with these skills um, to come in and help them create their designs and showcase their designs, test their stuff. Architecture, engineering, and construction is using a lot of real-time 3D to showcase their designs before they're built, to assess and modify their designs before they get into the expensive work of actually breaking ground. So it's just um, really across industries, the, the demand for these skills is is growing rapidly. It's tremendous. On the flip side of that question, where can you hire talented Unity developers? If you're a listener and you're an employer and you're starting an ed tech company, you know, you want to find, you want to hire your first Unity developer or your Unity designer or VR designer, where would you, where would you advise 
our listeners to go search out and hire talent? Yeah, uh, that's a tough one. Um, I think the the traditional resource of LinkedIn and doing a search for Unity developer should should yield a decent amount of folks. Um, folks with the certifications will be able to show that they have taken those certifications um, and they'll be able to post that on their resumes on their profiles. Unity itself does have a forum where you could post and find um, some developers potentially. There are pockets of developers here and there um, in different forums. But I would say LinkedIn is probably your best place. Uh, Ryan, we need to start a Unity placement agency. She's telling us so, do. Giving us the path. So. She's giving us the path, brother. I guess so. It's a gold rush. Sell shovels. That's right. That's right. <laughs> tremendous. Tremendous. Melissa, I'm wondering if you have a, a favorite student success story or favorite school success story, maybe even from your time working with uh, schools getting Unity programs started. Yeah, I do. Um, we were working with a school district in the United States. Um, I guess I'll keep everything sort of general because I don't have sure. permissions with names. Sure. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, and they they were trying out our new Create with Code course, which teaches students um, how to learn computer programming in the context of making games and trying different game types. And I wanted to hear from the educators, how was it? How did it go? Um, what were some of the challenges? What were some of the successes? And one educator I spoke with um, taught students with different abilities and with some learning needs and uh, some different needs. She had one student who was uh, mute, couldn't speak, uh -huh. and she had worked with him over the years and had never seen a student really engage in her classes much at all. Uh, she put him in front of Unity, in front of Create with Code, had him um, try out this this curriculum and try his hand at you know making something in the Unity engine, and he was immediately engaged. He he just burned through the curriculum. She had never seen him so happy and so enthralled. Wow. He couldn't he didn't communicate verbally, obviously, how he felt, but she knew that he. He was really loving it and loving loving being the creator. And I, that, that story has always stuck with me where, you know, we're, it, it's a really fun way to learn. And students who have typically been disengaged or not fully engaged are finding themselves really succeeding and excelling when they get their hands on creating and making in Unity got goosebumps from that story that's incredible yeah very very cool got some great educators that are just diving in and making it happen for their students oh. we've reached the point in our program where we do uh well ryan this is your part i'll let you run with <laughs> So, Melissa, we traditionally end the podcast with a segment that we like to call the Furious Five. And it's just five rapid fire questions that don't necessarily have anything to do with what we've talked about tonight. They're more just kind of fun, 
hang out, get to know you sort of questions. Um, okay. we, we encourage, you know, just one or two sentences, just like rapid fire, uh, whatever comes first, whatever feels like the most honest, authentic answer is what we encourage. Ooh. So first question of the Furious Five, what's the best movie or TV show that you've watched recently? Ooh, uh, I am watching Parks and Rec with my two kids and husband. Um, I'm not sure if you all are familiar with it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Amy Poehler, the 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 main character Genius. is a very strong female character who really just changes this town. Um, so I love Absolutely. it. Totally funny. What a what a great choice. Amy Poehler's a genius. Absolutely love that show. Absolutely love that show. Uh, second question of the Furious Five: What is the best meal that you've eaten recently? Oh my gosh, I just had the best ramen. Um, I live in the East Bay, Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Ordered ramen from the ramen shop in Oakland. It was a smoky pork ramen, amazing. Nice, nice. What's the best book that you've ever read? Uh, hmm. I think I'd have to say 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, beautiful. Uh, magical realism about um, generations of a family. Many years later, as he faced the firing squad, Colonel Aureliano Buendia was to think back on that distant afternoon when his father took him to discover ice. I love Marquez. No way. I love I think you're my Marquez. new BFF. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you want to know a crazy story? I actually yes. read that book because I wanted to go on a service trip to South America my freshman year of high school. And my dad said, sure, you're allowed to go, but first you have to read Marquez because you'll never understand South America until you've read Marquez. Your dad is a genius. I'm going to make mean, my kids read that book as soon as they're old enough. I mean, I'm not sure I was old enough to read it at 14, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad he made me do it. Um, but yeah, that, wow. Wow. Beautiful. Okay, Welcome. where, where? Where was welcome, I? Welcome to Unity, Ryan. You guys oh, man. <laughs> in a professional room. Golly. Oh, man. Um, Wouldn't it okay. be amazing, though, if somebody turned just oh, a little bit of 100 years of solitude into, into a, a VR, VR experience? Yes. Now I'm getting ready to marry you, Melissa. No. <laughs> Don't you just I'm, want to enter into this story? Goosebumps again for the second time in this podcast. Holy cow. <laughs> oh my goodness. My mind's racing a million miles a minute and I've totally lost my train of thought fluttering. on the Furious Five. Um, <laughs> question number four of the Furious Five. Okay, here we go. Um, who is someone that is a thought leader that you think our listeners should stop what they're doing right now and either go follow on social media or buy a book from or consume what they have to say in some other way oh gosh okay i'm just i am responding quickly um i love trevor noah the daily show nice. i think you should follow him he is just great at making some of the really difficult things in our world today digestible he breaks it down in a way that i can understand and can explain it to others I feel less alone when I hear how he yeah. explains things and he can somehow make, make a lot of sadness um, a little bit lighter. Yeah, absolutely agreed. 
the last question of the Furious Five really is Adam's question. So at this point in the show, I always turn the mic back over to him to ask it. Is it bad cop or good cop? Uh, bad <laughs> Definitely cop. bad cop. Definitely I'm bad gonna cop. I'm going to put a little Furious in the Furious Five here. <laughs> uh, okay. It would be the Friendly Five if it was just me, not the That's Furious right. Five. <laughs> well, Melissa, what does Unity know to be true about this, the, the physics behind VR that our friends in North Carolina might disagree with them on. Oh. And by our friends, I mean Epic Games. I know. Really I know cool. what you mean. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knew where you were going with that, Adam. You didn't have to say it out loud. <laughs> what does Unity know? About VR true? development and the future of VR and AR, extended reality, that our friends in North Carolina might disagree with them on. Oh. What does Unity know to be true that mm -hmm. our friends who are competing with them may disagree with them on? You know, we're both amazing companies, both democratizing this kind of development. I don't think anyone could go wrong with either either Unreal, Epic, or Unity. Um, but I think where we differentiate is Unity believes in empowering folks to be the creators. We don't compete with our creators. We exist to make tools that allow people to create. Um, and we see Epic's got great tools as well, but they're also making games and making experiences that, you know, could be seen as competing with their creators. That was, answer. that was probably one of the best answers we've ever had on the contrarian question. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Melissa, where can our listeners find you on social media if they want to reach out and ask you more? LinkedIn. You can message me on LinkedIn. Um, I would also say if you're on Facebook, we have an amazing community of educators. It's called the Unity Teach Community. You can search it. It's a private group. If you're an educator, we'll let you in, but it's a, a great place. Thousands of educators from around the globe are there supporting one another um, as they bring Unity into their elementary, middle school, high school, post-secondary classrooms and beyond. So I'm there, I'm pretty active there too. Awesome. That is absolutely tremendous. Thank you so very much for coming on the podcast. This has been such Thank a pleasure you. talking to you and uh, we wish you guys nothing but success. Like I said at the beginning, we're huge fans of Unity and everything that you guys are doing and we're just so grateful for your time. Oh, I'm so grateful. And I'm so grateful that this podcast exists for our educators. Um, I hope you two join us in the Unity Teach community and you can be a part of the conversation if you're not already I there. I will request to join this evening. I can't wait. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Melissa. We look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye.